Hey y'all and welcome back. I know before y'all come for me, I know it has been a hot minute, okay, since I have uploaded a podcast and life has definitely been life and okay and people have definitely been people and shout out to my girl Rahana for handing me over that tagline because um, I've just been dealing with people on a different level lately and I don't even know what the title of this is going to be right now because I'm just jumping in there wanting to share with you guys just some of the you know encounters that I've had with people lately and being an introvert as I am um this is not what I look forward to in life I don't look forward to confrontations but sometimes you cannot avoid them and in my case definitely most of these situations were unavoidable so um I've been getting on my workout regimen more now than ever, and it has been going great. I tend to work out every single day for about a good 45 minutes, and it really helps me to jumpstart my day. I love it. I love it. I do the elliptical. I do some weights. I do some um, abs, some floor exercises, and just try to keep it like on a level of something that I enjoy because I believe like... If you don't enjoy something, you're definitely not going to show up for it. So I do enough to make sure that I get a good sweat in and that, um, you know, my music is doing what it needs to be doing um, and, you know, not exacerbate myself to the point to where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to need to take off the next day. So, yeah, I give it enough to get the the blood pumping, get the um, calories going and um and enough to feel great about myself and it honestly has been doing um all of that and then some for me so with that being said I had a situation where I went into a gym um one particular day the gym specifically in the community that I live in and I've just be telling my business y'all I hope they don't be listening but if they do trust me they've already heard because it was such a situation that it prompted me to post in what is our community group and I walked into what looked like to me was a darker space and you know I'm like I'm I'm going to the gym you know granted it's earlier in the morning you know I don't want to walk into a dark room when I'm going to get my workout on so I naturally turned on the light and before I could even get to the machine that I was planning on getting on someone who was already in there looks back and says can you turn that light off and that might not have been their exact words but basically it was like an abrupt like can you turn the light back off and I was just like stunned because I had barely gotten into the gym farther far enough to where I turned around turned the light off and I'm like you know so it's one of those moments where you just respond with what the command was because that's what it sounded like and typically when you're telling somebody to do something we learn in school that's a command okay so I went ahead with my workout and honestly it started to bother me because I'm like first of all you didn't say hello you didn't greet me at all you just interjected what you were interjecting now mind you I took things into consideration. I'm like, you know, maybe, you know, that person is into their workout. You know, that's all they probably had enough breath to say. And good morning was not on their mind, you know. But anyway, I did my workout and I then left and went back the next day because I am working out every day, like I said. And I go in again and there's a few people in there again and... 
I go to turn on the lights because they were off again and went to my machine and all of a sudden behind me I see someone get up from the floor and go and flip the switch back off so I'm like wow like at this point I'm just like yeah it's the same person from the day before and so this this bit of passive aggressiveness that I had experienced the day before has now proceeded into the next day so I'm like okay obviously this person works out here obviously I know I've been working out here um don't know that I'd seen the person a lot of times before because this, you know, I kind of just started getting into my regimen when this had happened. But, you know, I had been working out for quite a few days, at least enough to know that, man, I had not experienced this the previous days that I had been working out. So I, again, went ahead with my workout, but I was planning on approaching that person once I was done because I'm like, you know, this is kind of getting out of hand. Like, let, let's let's find out what is the deal behind the light situation. Maybe if I could get a bit, a little bit more clarity, this will help me out. So before I got done with my workout, that person had already left. So I took it to the community page and just made a very general post saying, you know, to specifically, actually to the person and to anybody that walks into a public space and thinks that the light should be absolutely off. I think that that is kind of, you know, just awkward for one. And then two, like, why the passive aggressiveness? You know, like, why? Is it that serious? Is it me? You know? Um, so yeah, it, it, it caused me to feel like, okay, now, now you just, you just got a little attitude and you know that it's me, you know, I was the same person from the day before, although I didn't know it was her until, you know, the light switch came back on. I'm like, dang, wow. So anyway, long story short, um, there is a, a lot of back and forthness with our community because, you know, let alone people sit around and wait for the drama to ensue. And I hated that I was the one that was kind of bringing it and it opened up a lot of other cans of things that were coming across. Some people agreed. Most people did agree that the light should be on. Let's just put it like that. You're in a public space. The light should be on. So there's no rhyme or reason for the lights to be off. Um, but ultimately, you know, people were looking for the drama, looking for you know, the clout chasing or whatever they were trying to do. But for the most part, the general consensus was that most people agree that the lights would be on. Finally, that person did come on and say, I was that person. And again, her response was something like, well, maybe you shouldn't be the one deciding what the light should be either. And I was like, look, at the end of the day, I'm going to make sure I bring it up to the people at the front office and whatever they decide, that's what it's going to be. And let's agree and let it be that. And also, maybe not respond or react to someone who's walking into a space that you're in with, you know, turn that light back on or can you turn that light back on in such an abrupt way that to me is passive aggressive when you're not even greeting the person. Like you're asking someone that you don't even know to do something on your behalf, but you don't even know me. So yeah. And let me just tell you, I've seen this person since then and I I don't even um, have the time to, you know, bring that energy into my space. But I thought it was just a good thing for me to bring up because it's like, we can be minding our business, trying to do good, trying to do right by our, uh, health, by our relationship, by our, whatever it may be. And, you know, before you know it, there's someone that is, 
you know, lingering in the balance that you don't even anticipate having to deal with and you just have to, you know, it just, it's like sometimes we get so comfortable and we expect for things to be just what it is. And then someone comes up and kind of breaks up the monotony of what it is you're doing. So what that did is it helped me to learn something about myself. One, I don't like drama. First of all, I like to keep the peace. Um, I don't thrive well in situations that are combative or chaotic or just there's no uh, sense of morale between, you know, the environment that I'm in. So being an introvert, I don't look for drama. But at the same time, if it if it comes to me, I have to be willing to confront it. I have to be willing to confront situations that still don't line up with what it is that I feel like I'm due, what I'm worthy. I still got to protect my peace. I still got to protect my space. I still got to protect me. So, you know, while I want to avoid situation, situations like that, um, I don't think that that was unavoidable because I felt like, okay, well, we live in the same community. How many, how many more times am I going to have to think about every time I go to the gym now, this person's going to be there worried about whether the lights are um, on <laughs> because she ain't worried about it. They're, they're off. It's more or less that they're on. So, you know, I felt like it needed to be addressed. We did address it, um, not in the most formal way, but at least it got the point across and yes, I've gone in there plenty of other times and the lights were off and I turned them on. There's different people in there and, you know, they don't say anything. And I've also gone another time when she was there before me and I walked in and there was tons of people there and I just didn't even care because I'm just like, you are no longer an issue. You are no longer a facet of what I even care to to engage with, you know? So, um, but yeah, so that was one situation that I dealt with. Another one, um, and these are all like neighborly situations. So within my community, um, you know, my sons, my daughters, they have friends in the community and, you know, these are their friends. I don't get involved, you know, here or there, I might know a parent or two. And in this case, I did know the parent of someone that, um, was friends with my son and you know this situation was brought to my attention that uh, someone was at my door after hours and it was the parent of my son's friend and first of all I'm like okay after a certain time I clock out there ain't no picking up the phone there ain't no receiving phone calls there ain't nobody knocking on my door and if it is like you ain't gonna really get the best side of me because um, I have a routine, you know, and this is me knowing me, this is me setting boundaries for myself. Not that everybody has the same take on that or the same discipline, but that's my discipline for me. I don't, I'm signing up at a certain point. I'm sorry. I know it's 24 hours in a day. Some people use that as an opportunity to get more done. You know, there's not enough hours in the day. There's so much to get done. Not me. If it didn't get done before the sun went down, guess what? It's going to have to wait till the next day simple as that so you know basically this person came to the front door bringing um a situation that my son was pulled into not on not for his fault but he was obviously pulled into it and um this person wanted to set the record straight about something that the child had said to my son and ultimately granted the problem was solved whatever but I was not present 
my door was open after hours and my I was not present. So I'm like, okay, why couldn't you call me? Like, you're not somebody that I don't know, you know, and I'm not somebody that you don't know. Why not pick up the phone, call me, let me know what's going on. And that'd be that. And so I did send a text and I was like, look, you know, can can we maybe have some boundaries here? You know, like what is happening at this hour? I should have been present, first of all. And that's just not, that's not how I roll. So I needed to set a boundary with somebody that, again, I did not really know, had not really established like guidelines for, because you, when you don't know somebody, you know, you you know them through experience. So in this situation, I understood that this was of importance to them, that they felt like, you know, coming over to my house, knocking on my door, approaching my son, having a conversation with them without me being present was justified on their, on their behalf. And so, um, now that I know this, I felt like I needed to set that boundary. Like that boundary needed to be set yet again. Like I don't need to sit around and allow things to happen to me and not have a opportunity and opportunity to speak and share what this situation does to me how it infringes on me and so I think a lot of times like it's easy to say love people love your neighbor as yourself but we can't love other people by not loving ourselves guys I I did I did a podcast on this before we cannot allow and I'm not saying the intention was for either of these situations to be that of causing me harm or doing a disservice to me or whatever but I have to know who I am first and then if anything that comes to me does not sit well with me then I need to be willing to have that conversation and that doesn't matter who it is it doesn't matter if it's in a workplace it doesn't matter if it's at school it doesn't matter if it's just everyday interaction with someone and there is a right and a wrong wrong way to do things like like I said I'm not trying to be combative with anybody I'm not trying to get crunk or do all the extraness like that's to me that's the petty part of it that's the petty part of adulthood when you're a mature adult you should be able to discuss and and handle things in a way that keeps the peace you know keeps the morale keeps the healthy morale because kids nowadays do need friends kids nowadays do need you know a friend if you have one friend you've done well that you can confide in and know that you know what oh and you know the parents of that friend like come on now let's let's not break up you know our village because we want to jump over boundaries or we want to get offended because someone is sharing their boundary with you all we can do is take it as information not take it personal and be like okay I respect that because guess what if you did the same thing to me I'm gonna respect that because I'm so set in who I am that I'm going to respect someone else that says, okay, well, this is who I am. And you can be who you you want to be as long as it don't, does not infringe on what my boundaries are. Like, and that's, that's really what it is at the end of the day. Like you might've considered yourself being oh, a mom, a stellar mom, going out of your way, trying to clear up something or whatever. And that's just who you are, but it could have waited for the next day. It could have, it's something that literally could have been handled on a later date, but because sometimes we allow our pride or our ability or our title, 
um, to do things with the power that we have, we supersede sometimes what is also common sense, you know? And so that's kind of where, where I've been lately. And then the next thing is just, you know, the, the, the conversations that I'm hearing across the board, that's so like hot topic now about the, the relationships between male and female and how those coincide with marriage. And it's just a lot of talk and a lot of buzz right now between, you know, the singles, the single men and the single women and the single women and the single men and how they are, you know, how they are representing themselves in the relationship, what they're bringing to the table versus this. At one point, guys, it was not all about that. It was not all about like, what are you bringing to the table? A man saw a woman that he loved that he wanted to spend the rest of his life with. And it did not matter if she had money in the bank, if she had this, that, and the other, because it was about building a family, building a life, building building a legacy together. And so I feel like we're thinking so much on the outward appearance, which is not what God does. God looks at the heart of a thing. And when he looks at the heart of a thing, it's never about what you have. It's never about your possessions. It's never about what you are capable of doing, what you're capable of achieving. It's about you and who you are and who he created you to be, you know? And if we're looking at people to provide and to have this, that, or the other, doesn't that also mean that we're taking our eyes off of God and who he is to be in our life? He's supposed to be the provider of all the things that we need. So while you're looking at a person, that means that you are putting an expectation or demand on a person that should only be coming from God. Because God does give us the ability to get wealth. And if you're doing so well, why does it matter what somebody else has? If you know that God has provided all of your needs, if you know that God has set you up for success, I'm not saying to be just ignorant and just be with whoever comes to the table but if you love someone I don't think that what they have should dictate what it is that you bring to the table or what they should be bringing to the table because the work of a woman and I can only speak for myself I've been through a lot of seasons in life where I've worked my butt off I've worked from sunup to sundown and I've worked multiple facets of my job as a hairstylist where I was traveling or I had a home-based salon and I still had kids and I had a husband and I had a home still to take care of there was a big hustle part of my life that was I was bringing in a lot more income but I don't want to be judged you know by my spouse if I'm not doing that same hustle Because different seasons of your life are just that. They're different seasons. And you should never judge any season of your life by the chapter that you're in. Because it's literally just a chapter of a bigger picture, of a bigger book, of a novel, of of some type of biography. And that's what everything is. Everything is for a season. So while you might be looking for somebody that has it all together, that has the money that has the business, you know, boss, boss lady effect, boss man effect. That doesn't mean that that's what it's always going to be. And I think that we're, we are being so blinded by dollars and cents and, 
you know, making the money that we're forgetting that we're still people and that anything can happen. Now, if God has blessed you, I'm reading a book now, actually the most random thing that you could probably imagine. It's a book by the CEO of of Hobby Lobby of all places. If you're a female, you already know. Okay, it's a craft store. It's it's giving Michaels. It's giving, you know, all of the home decor situations. It's giving holiday decor. But this man is actually talking about what leadership looks like as it pertains to his family, his business, his, uh, just his, his relationship with God ultimately, like is, is the foundation and how it's definitely not by the book of what most people would consider, you know, having this amount of wealth, you know, and, you know, when we think about wealth, we think about it for the next generation. You know, one of the nuggets that I got from this is, is no, it's about building a legacy. It's about building a legacy that goes for the next 150 years, not just the next generation. So when you when you really start thinking on that level and you're thinking about, okay, what is my life today and what do I want to have as a legacy for my my children's 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 children for the 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 impact that I'm leaving behind. And if it's just for you, if it's just for you to be able to tap into something and for you to experience and you're not thinking about, you know, the next 150 years, which is, again, how he thinks of it, putting people in place and positions that are not going to be turnovers for a year. No, I want you in this position for 10 years. And if you don't have or carry the same principles, godly, uh, just with godly principles, with business and just leadership capabilities within whatever role it is that you have, then you you can't be a part of this. And that's literally what he, he goes into in this book. You know, it's very unconventional. It's very not by the book, but it's talking about his leadership skills and how he is able to delegate things to people and allow them to be free in that role and not micromanage them. Because that's how much he believes in these principles. And he lives by it. I mean, the man has opened, I don't even know, guys, probably about 900 stores. So it started, he started it in his garage. He started this business in his garage with his family, putting together picture frames. And now it's a multi-billion dollar company. Standing on true values, standing on belief systems that literally thrive in the society that we're in today. Now, when you are able to do that and be successful through COVID, through uh, the market going AWOL and all these different things for as long as you have, I'm sorry, I'm going to listen to that person. I'm not going to listen to the, the what we call new money. Because, yes, black women right now are doing it big, starting businesses, doing their thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of that entrepreneurial spirit because that's, that's what I have too. I have that. I want to work for myself. 
I want to be able to provide a life for my kids that to me is with me there and present with them. So God's favored me and my family. God's favored, you know, the things that we put our hands to. God's blessed it and he's prospered us to be able to live the way that we live, not to be millionaires, you know, not saying that that won't ever happen, but you know, we are not millionaires. So it it takes a lot for me to open my eyes up and listen to people that are literally just going with the wind. It's like wherever the wind goes, that's where you go. But who are you? Who are you at the end of the day? What is the mark that you're going to leave in life? What are the encounters that you're having on a day-to-day basis where you're not speaking up for yourself? Where you're not really honing in on what it is that you want out of your life? And what are you willing to do to go and get that? What are you willing to do? Because a lot of what we see today is people wanting what they see other people have without experiencing what those people had to experience to have that. So while you're coveting something that someone has, oh, I want a relationship. That's relationship goals. I also listened to uh, Michelle Obama's uh, The Light We Carry interview with Oprah recently and she had such interesting I was so glad that I listened to this because she had such interesting things to say about marriage and about you know granted she's she's married to an ex-president like she and she's keeping it real like I've been married for 30 years to this man and 10 of them were horrible and the odds that she stated that she would put the 10 bad years versus the 20 good years like that's that's what it is. She said she would take those odds. She would take the 10 bad years for the 20 good years that she's had. And probably even more, as long as they're together, that, that number will stack up. But so many people give up or they're looking at, you know, the perfection of what they deem a relationship to be without understanding that no relationship is perfect. There's no relationship that's perfect. We all have to work on ourselves constantly as we're growing, as we're evolving, as we are maturing. We should not be thinking the same thing that we thought when we were in our 20s, if we're 40. We should not be thinking the same thing in our 50s that we were thinking in our 30s. Because life has given you experiences and each of those scenarios you're having experiences and young, the younger people are only capable of the knowledge that they can obtain by the experiences that they've had and a lot of those choices that they make in their 20s are representative of the wisdom that they have now or that we have now in our 40s and our 50s and our 60s but you have to de- you have to determine there's no better moment than right now of knowing 
what it is that you need to be doing today to have the life that you want to have. For the impact that you want to make. And I'm not one of those people that just believe in, oh, well, you know, what you're doing for the next person, what you're doing for the the, the external you. Everything outside of you, it's about you. How are you coping with things that you've dealt with, the traumas that you've experienced? How and what do you say to yourself? What do you say to yourself when when there's no phone in your hand, when the kids are in bed, when it's real, real quiet? What is it that you're saying to yourself? That is the true essence of who you are. And we have to start to break those belief systems that we've allowed to capture us, imprison us, and make us feel like, you know what, this is just who I am. No, it's not. No, it's not. You can be whoever you want to be. We all have the power of choice. We have the power of decision making. We have the power of changing our mind about any given situation And seeing a different result. But because we're familiar, we choose to stick it out and just like me, oh, I'm an introvert, so I'm not going to approach this situation. I'm going to avoid it. I'm going to avoid, avoid, avoid. Just because you avoid something doesn't make that problem go away. That's been another resounding word that I've been hearing. At some point, we all are going to have to deal with the repercussions of how social media affects us, how social media affects this teenage population, what is hap- what is happening in schools, what is not happening in schools. I'm, I get so just disturbed by even sending my kids to school and hearing the things that I hear. Like, what is the change that we're really trying to make? Why is one district more deserving of better education? You know, teachers that are actually certified to teach what it is that they're teaching. Why are we letting our young people flow and fly by the seat of their pants And not give them the direction that they need. Because we're so busy trying to be great at what it is that we're trying to be great at. We need to be better examples. We need to be better stewards of our time. We need to be better stewards of our money. We need to be better stewards of the life that we live. And I'm talking to myself too. I'm talking to me first. I'm talking to me first because I want to do better. I want to be better. I want kids that have an aspiring uh, just dreams 
And whatever that dream is for them, guess what? It's not my job to determine that. I've, I've, I've let my, I've let go and let God on that. Because you can raise your kids and they are still going to be who it is that they want to be. So it's our job to love them through that. It's our job to guide them while we have their ear and not giving their ear to the social media. Grab the phones, put the screen time on. While we have the opportunity to to raise our kids and to teach them and to mold them, that's what we should be doing. But after that, once they're of age and they are ready to just start letting their wings, you know, fluff up and they they feel like, oh, okay, I got this. I want to take a little bit more risk over here or let me try this out. You know, all you can do is be there for them and love them. You might be disappointed as a parent. And a lot of people don't talk about this from this perspective because it's like the only mothers that are mothering are the ones that have smaller kids. Let me just tell you, when you have older children, say adolescents, middle to high school, young adults, you're going to experience an entire different realm of parenting. Parenting that is going to test you and try you and show you actually who you really are because that's really what it does so I know that I'm touching on a lot today and that's clearly due to me not having been on for a while and if anybody uh, should hear this from my lovely community and want to make a big fuss about anything that I've shared here just know that this is my podcast this is what I do I give real life perspective on day-to-day situations so that people can understand that we are all people we're all in this whole situation together and I'm willing to speak up about things that are are literally real. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to, you know, say, oh, well, you know, it should have, could have, would have. I'm going to speak on it. That's what I'm here to do. My life that I've lived thus far does not allow me to tuck my tail between my legs and go and run and hide. That I will not do. Because I felt like I had to be that person for a very long time because of things that I experienced in my life because of shameful situations. But I will share those things. I have shared those things and I will continue to share things that to me I feel like are worthy of being spoken about. So I hope that Someone got something from today, today's podcast, because like I said, I just gave you all the nitty gritty on all the things that have transpired. I'm sure I probably left out quite a bit here and there, 
But, you know, more news to come, more updates, more life, life in and people peopling. So definitely stick around and check back in to your girl and I will hit y'all up on the next one. Thank y'all so much for listening. Go ahead and rate the episode and share it with a friend. And I'll see you guys on the next one.